Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Brand Your Practice podcast, where you get to learn about branding, marketing, and scaling your private practice. I'm Brent Stutzman, and today we're going to be talking about three local SEO tips to start growing your private practice today. And to help me do that is Liz and Robert Cortez, founder of Rebel Fish Local. Liz works alongside her husband, Robert, at Rebel Fish Local. It only took 87 counseling sessions to argue less and and learn how to be in a dual relationship, which is not easy to do. They believe businesses with great reputations deserve to outsmart the big guys online so they can make a local impact and grow. Local, local SEO is the number one way they've helped businesses make it through this pandemic. Welcome to the show, Liz and Robert. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. So we're going to be um, talking about the three local SEO tips uh, that counselors can use to grow their private practice. But first, it sounds like your business, uh, Local Rebel, or sorry, Rebel Fish Local, uh, was born out of kind of a dramatic series of events. Could you share a little bit about that? It was. We were working through with another agency and just part-time while we were doing a ministry program at church and just figuring out what we were going to do next. Robert was in the restaurant industry before, had restaurants, had different businesses that he built up and sold, but we were ready for something new and we thought digital marketing was the way to go. But instead of starting our own business, we decided to work for someone else that had a very successful marketing agency. Mm -hmm. And, um, they gambled away all the money and let go of half the company. So after Christmas, we were like, okay, I guess we could do this ourselves. That was our plan. Not right now, but. Yeah, it was a very sudden experience, very traumatic in terms of like one minute you're doing great, you're taking vacations, you're doing well. And the next minute, uh, you don't have a job. You know, it's it literally it was a 24-hour event and. We just decided, well, you know what, I guess we're going to do this like right now ourselves and we're going to figure this out. And so uh, we got a phone call. We got a phone call a a week later um, Two well, it was about two weeks. I decided to go to the beach and take some time, uh, you know, listen to God for a few hours, find out that my frustration and uh, uh, which led to some depression that day. Like, wow, this is a lot harder than I think, you know. Then life in general is hard, and you have to learn how to cope with the ups and the downs. And um, and Liz was the one who said, go to the beach. You're like a mess. Go hang out at the beach for a couple hours. So I did that. I came back, you know, really at peace with like, you know what? God's got us. We just need to do our part. Mm. You know, we'll find there will be another solution. I, I, Me personally speaking, I don't care if I have to clean toilets. Job-wise, I'll do whatever it takes to take care of my family, whether it's my skill set or not. Uh, I'll do as long and as hard as I have to to, to get what I need yeah. to take care of my family. So then we got a phone call from a friend that was from our wedding, and he said, I just fired my marketing person. I want to hire <laughs> you and Liz to do all of our marketing. Come for by tomorrow. I'll start writing you a check for $2,500 per month. But I don't want to work with that guy that you guys work for because I don't trust him. Right. I just want to work with you guys. And we're like, Oh, by the way, we don't work there anymore. So- As of two weeks ago. And he's <laughs> like, well, that's good timing. Stop by tomorrow. You're on board. No, we didn't have a company name. We didn't have our corporation set up. We didn't have a checking account. You know, literally it was a personal check. The first one written out to us. And they actually were like the ones, one of the owners actually saying, you know what? 
is this like the third time we've paid you? You know, have you thought about opening up a corporation? <laughs> and I'm like, or in a bank account? Because we like to pay you directly to your corporation versus 1099. And I'm like, oh, sure. So yeah. we came up with the name and within yeah. like 90 days, we're up and running with our first three clients. Um, wow. That was name. good. Yeah. It was, was, it was traumatic, it was but fun. It was definitely adventures for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So hence the 87 counseling sessions that we're very proud of. And we figured your audience yeah. would love this transparency. I don't think I've ever had a bio where I share that, but I knew here. If you're a therapist and listening right now, you know what dual relationship means. <laughs> you know, being married to your spouse and also being in business with your spouse. It's a whole nother level of relational uh, communication skill set that you need to take into consideration. We didn't know that when we did that. We're like, yeah. well, this just seems normal. Yeah. 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 Do you have people do this all the time? Yeah. Marriage isn't hard enough as it is by itself, you know, much less being married again to the same person for an entire commitment level. And SEO, SEO is not that hard. And I was like, SEO is not that hard. I've watched it. Everyone can get on Google. Sure. I mean, I've watched these people do it and I'm making phone calls. I'm playing, I'm I'm setting up their SEO stuff. This can't be that hard. And then later on, like a year later, I'm like, man, SEO is hard. Yeah. You need to learn. Yeah. You need to learn. I, 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 yeah, it's been a nonstop learning for me for six, seven years now. Um, yeah, to that, really master the, the local site. That's the marketing game, right? Like, the, especially SEO and Google. Like, the, it's they're constantly changing stuff. Like, you could just mm-hmm. things just don't always work from one year to the next. So, so yeah, you got the dual relationship, and then you have the constant learning and the changing, and then you got client management and all these things. And yeah, that. Um, thank you for sharing that. Like being vulnerable with our audience with me because <laughs> it's uh <laughs> yeah that's a lot and uh so thanks for being on the show that's a great setup uh to these seo tips that you're going to be sharing so why don't you go ahead and actually you know what before we jump into the tips maybe just explain briefly what seo is in case a, uh, a therapist listening doesn't sure. know what it is and like why it's important i'll give you the analogy i give every single client that doesn't know anything about seo because seo is uh, an acronym you know an acrostic, an acronym, whatever you want to call it. It's mm-hmm. search engine optimization. is a, It's just a funny word that people don't know. I say look at look at Google like a football field. You've got a hundred yards, and you have ten yard. It's in ten yard increments. And if you look at Google, the first ten pages is what you get to see. Google only indexes basically. They index past ten pages, but ten pages is the primary. So our job is to get your business on the football field for the keywords that people are searching for in Google, right? And once we know what those keywords are through research, uh, both manual and automated, we get you on the field, right? And then we look for those keywords that matter to you in your city, geographically speaking. Uh, Because obviously in local SEO, it's like gravity. Everything gravitates towards your address. Um, and our job is to push that keyword down the field progressively to get you to page one of Google. When you get to page one, that's where your conversion starts. And then as you push up page one to the three pack uh, and on the organic and on the, you know, zero snippet, rich snippet, um, you'll see higher conversion rates. And so that to me, SEO in a nutshell is that's what we have to do for our clients. And we have to show them then progressively, here's the ranking report. You see that we got your keywords on page eight. You see that, right? Yeah, it still sucks. You're Nobody can find you because the best place to hide a dead body is on page two of Google or any other pages. 
but we're going to keep pushing. It is the graveyard. <laughs> so then the, then the owner's like, oh, look, you're charging me so much money. Thank you. But look, I'm seeing progress. And then eventually over the months and, you know, over the months and sometimes over a year or more, depending on how hard it is to rank, like let's say for a three and a half million person city like San Diego versus the entire state of California versus the entire United States, um, uh, that is a long-term investment into the future of your business so that mm. you're naturally going to be ranking. So, the, so. But if you have smaller city, like we're in Point Loma in San Diego, it's a lot easier you to can rank, rank the same day. for the small little area. So if you are in a small town, you've got yeah. a good advantage. So basically, I think SEO to me is that, and it's just uh, we're helping Google fall in love with your business because right now Google – in most cases, doesn't even know you exist. And so provides mm -hmm. no authority, assigns no authority or credibility to you because one, they don't know you, you don't exist. There's, you're not in any, you're not, there's no online properties pointing to. And also a lot of therapists aren't getting reviews because you're not allowed to ask for reviews. So that's another problem with SEO. S reviews On is the local really side, important. It's one of the more critical aspects of local SEO. Yes. Um, I mean, if you want to get into that now, or you want to, Get into the tips. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. Let's get into the tips because my mind is like spinning already on Questions. this. I'm really excited. So yeah, jump in. So yeah, well, it's yeah. not so much like I just want to like pick your brain actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but we can pick it. Let's pick, let's pick our brains uh, after we share some tips. So why don't you jump into tip number one? Yeah. So the biggest, the biggest problem that we've seen with clients is you can't ask for reviews. So we all know that you can't ask for the re reviews, but there is some workarounds that you can do to ask for reviews, not from your current patients you're working with, but with who? Yeah, we recently are working with an equine assisted uh, therapy service uh, that's on a six acre ranch in Atlanta, in Georgia, um, with a famous baseball player attached to it, retired, it's a Christian ministry. And they came to us because one of their volunteers said, hey, I tried to look you up on Google and I can't find you. So the ministry basically said, you know, they've got, you know, half a dozen horses. They've got, you know, three or four therapists. They have ranch hand manager. Um, and they're like, this is not good. We're not on mm -hmm. Google. Nobody can find us. So we got a phone call to help them get found on Google. And when I brought up the word reviews, I knew immediately there was going to be this wall. I can't ask my patient for him like, yeah, I know that you, uh, it's the ethics, the association of you know, psychologists, 2014, mm -hmm. you know, guidelines for ethics. You cannot ask because of the relationship. Totally understand that. But what you can do, number one, there's two things you can do, maybe three, but one is you can ask, you can, well, number one, you can make it easy for them to leave reviews. If on their own, they decide mm -hmm. to leave you a review. Uh, you could have a link inviting them to leave private feedback, which eventually can leave the public feedback on your emails. That's not against ethical rules. Like You're in just, the signature line. In the signature line, because that yeah. is just giving them an opportunity but you're not asking them directly. You're not forcing them because that's the whole purpose. And having a link up on your website or just being on those review sites. So the four main review sites you want to be on is Google, Yelp, Facebook, and Apple the, Maps. And, is the, and there too. might be some industry-related niche yeah. sites you need to be on for reviews for therapists yeah. that you might might be valuable to be on. Um, but most people were talking about Google, and so Google, Google would, be would be the main. Google would be the main. And then mm -hmm. you want to ride. You want to do Barnacle SEO, which is Yelp. And Facebook on the local side to tag them in and be part of your strategy. So, 
So that is number one of the reasons. And Apple too. Maps is important because you if want people to make are getting sure directions correct. to you, mm-hmm. an iPhone user, it connects to Apple Maps. So you just want to make sure that you're set up over there. So it's not really, they're connected to Yelp, but there's a little extra work you have to do. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, asking for those reviews from friends, from vendors that you work with, referral partner mm. vendors. Um, referring doctors yeah, that referring refer doctors. people to you, other yes. doctors. Uh, so the strategy should be, um, having an email strategy to ask partners, referring doctors, vendors, college friends, graduate friends, uh, if they've interacted with the practice in some way, shape or form to leave a review based on their interaction and experience, not some fake review. Uh, that is an honest review in Google's eyes. It's about the experience mm-hmm. they're having uh, mm-hmm. with your practice. So then it'll give you a heads up. It'll kind of give you a head start in acquiring reviews. Now, inside of that tip number one is uh, acquiring the keywords by asking the right questions and assisting them. Uh, it's not You're not writing it for them. You're just saying, if you answer this question, it'll elicit this answer, which will have the keywords that need to be yes. spoken in the review so that Google will then index it on Google because they crawl reviews. In fact, Google started a few years ago answering questions with reviews and they've been beta testing that for a while. That might come on the market where if someone says, uh, is horse, is equine uh, assisted therapy any good? Uh, there might be an instant review from a local, literally from a local practice, an equine that says a, a person who actually experienced the equine assisted therapy it was a great experience. Now, all of a sudden, they have an answer inside of a testimonial inside mm. of zero search Google, which is crazy, but that's where it's going. Yeah. Um, so that, I think, yeah. would Zero somewhat... search. You guys know what zero search is? That's just the very I top do. position. Yeah. You know what it is. Yeah, people he knows. Listening. He knows people listening. Don't people know listening. Zero search yeah. is... Explain what that is. It's really simple. Google's main goal is to answer every question on page one before you ever leave Google. <laughs> and right. over 50% or something of searches never leave Google. Um, yeah, if you so, ever ask Google a question, they're going to answer that. You don't have to click a link to go to find, find the find answer. answer. They're just going to display it. Correct. I'm seeing it on YouTube. I mean, it is like everywhere. The YouTube thing is insane right now, what they're doing. Uh, but let me go back to the reviews. Uh, mm-hmm. So, this is how I do it uh, for my clients, is uh, for my partnership clients, if they hire anybody that's new, uh, a new clinician comes on the team. What I do, regardless, I said, okay, uh, reviews are going to be really important for you uh, when people start searching, especially on Google. We're going to be able to use those reviews on the website. But it's one of those things where it's Google reviews is the tide that rises all ships for the whole practice, right? So what I said, like contact, if you've done any pro bono, just like if you have friends that you've just listened to well and they're like, wow, that was so helpful. They're such a good listener. Um like you said, former professors or teachers that they could just write a review, just like testifying that you're a good therapist, you know, in in some way. They don't even have to be. Now, I read a blog post recently. This is interesting because there's all this debate about soliciting reviews Mm -hmm. that in some, it's a bit of a gray area. So you're going to need to use um, wisdom on this. But those who are no longer your clients, you've terminated them. They're no longer technically your clients. You could ask for review, but like like you said, having something on your website or an email where you're not soliciting, but just making it easy for them mm-hmm. to leave a review. But here's what I found: you don't get what you, you don't get what you don't ask for. 
<laughs> so right. there, there will be a there'll be kind of like one-off things but it's at least getting going talk look to your network someone who can at least say that you've helped them in some capacity um is going to be really powerful and then also having those keywords in there like therapist counseling child therapist equant that you know in the review because i'm seeing them pop up on search results now like they're google's just highlighting in bold this website mentions this or yep. uh the review snippets themselves so absolutely reviews are like i'll say this one last thing to you if i had one website if i only had one page and the only thing i would do is like a header and then it would just be all reviews that's <laughs> all i would have on it and just people testifying to like how great you are i saw a website like that and i almost bought the product like it was just <laughs> scroll, 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 so all the testimonials. that it's a great product or service. You're just like, yeah. okay, I'm sold. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my money. Okay. Um, all right. Tip number two. This is great. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about keywords. So you need to find, do quality research to get those keywords. So that is what's really important to do. I agree with this hundred percent. And there's two, two schools of thinking. Um, get some really powerful tools that we have as well, agency level type tools like SEM Rush, uh, Ahrefs, uh, Keyword Finder. Like there's a lot of really powerful tools, expensive tools, free tools. It's just like, so it's like fake it, fake news. There's a lot of, there's a lot out there. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how to use the tool properly, you'll just get mediocre results. And then you'll think that if I go up after therapists for the United States, that I can do that. No, you're not. You know, so I think sometimes we get lost in the buying cycle. Like, what is the buying cycle if, uh, for SEO? Um, if I type in the word therapy in Google, and that is your main, most broadest keyword on the planet, you're not in the buying cycle. You're, you type in the word therapy, you might be doing research, you might be writing a paper, you might want to look up the definition. Like, in the buying cycle, you're so early that I don't know if you're ever going to buy anything from me ever. But if you maybe search for, like, grief counselor. If you search for grief counselor, and then you uh, – that's the next level. But let's say you search for grief counselor um, in San Diego. Well, mm-hmm. now uh, you're interested. But if you look uh, – grief counselor in San Diego uh, that's, specialized, that's near the Rock Church or that's near the whatever, well, they're, they're buying cycle. They're ready to buy. They're like – so the keyword research has to be related, I think, to uh, who, what your people are typing in and where they are in the buying cycle, the sales cycle or the buying cycle, uh, the buyer's journey, they call it. Um, so for us, the research side, if I was to give like one piece of advice around research is don't do it by yourself. You're absolutely nuts. If you try to figure it out, you could watch a thousand YouTube videos. You might figure <laughs> it out, but why? There's people who do this for a living like us and you. And, uh, but our strategy is we do a combination of tools that are more for confirmation than anything else, but we do mm. a manual review of our clients because I think manually most people rely too heavily on tools. Uh, Liz loves doing the tools. I love the tools, but we started doing manual this past more manual this past year. Uh, but I'll give you an example. For Google My Business page itself, I always do man- that manually. I never rely on research. So in one way, manual, like what I'm doing, I do a lot more of the blogging for clients. um, And you can share how you're doing it for the SEO for the site. But for blogging, manually is 
yeah, I can search and I can figure out which keywords sound really great. And I'm like, oh yeah, we could totally rank for this blog post and this keyword. But then what I'll do is I'll go and look at the 10 pages that are already showing up on page one of Google. I'll open up every tab and I'll see, can I write a better blog post than this Mm. person? Do I really want to put the effort in and writing a better blog post to go after this keyword? Is it really going to be worth my time or our staff's time to do this? And that's one kind of manual thing where you use a tool, but then you go deeper and you're making a decision. You can't just have an AI or a tool tell you, can you write a better blog post? You really have to look at it and make that decision. That's one way I do manual. And then, and then all of a sudden when you're doing the research, you stumble across these long tail keywords that are like gold nuggets. They're like hidden in, hidden treasure. I found one recently for this current client, the equine uh, horse therapy client. And believe it or not, uh, equine uh, service benefits, which you would think, oh, that's a that's a keyword. Well, that keyword in that particular, you know, uh, on, on, you know, competitively, see, I don't, I'll give this away. But that keyword is so. <laughs> and now everyone is going I, to use. I, this I can keyword. write. I can write a blog post about that right now, and I could post it today, and I'll probably be ranking for it in a few days. But it has over. The last 90 days, over 350 people searched that just off one tool. If I, the manual review tells me that it's probably two to three times that. Mm. So why wouldn't I dedicate a blog post or a services page yes. to talk about the benefits? And then, uh, but that's part of the last, the, um, the deliverables that we sent to this client. Uh, we told them that this is where we would start writing content about. Um, they haven't hired us for that portion of it. They're waiting. They're going into budget mode for the next year. Oh, yes. Nonprofit budget mode. Oh, yeah. That's how it works. (laughs) And so um, I I think the quality of the research you do is more important than actually putting out content because if you don't know where they are in the buying cycle and you could write forever and rank for stuff that will never convert to anything. Because Mm -hmm. here's the the fallacy. Or like people show up for TikTok. Was that that you that did a TikTok blog? You got all this traffic. It Robert was. doesn't know the story. Does your audience know the story? So um, one of the things, so my wife's private practice that I support, uh, Kid Matters Counseling, we get a lot of questions about technology and kids. So mm. Susan's practice focuses on kids 2 to 12. And I was like, you know, let's just do something on TikTok. And so we, <laughs> um, we did a blog post, like um, five things parents need to know about TikTok. We, our website was blowing up from traffic. Oh, we were ranking in the top five, like globally for like parents tech. like, and then, and there's, and Google, what Google was doing was just like testing out all these different types of keywords. So we were ranking for just TikTok. We were ranking for TikTok kids. We were ranking from TikTok and not so, uh, uh, like nasty stuff, right? Like with kids, you know what I mean? Like, Aww. like it, it, but Google was just, we were ranking for all of this stuff. Wow. And I was like, okay, so this is a, this is great traffic. We actually don't need traffic from Taiwan or London, you know, because mm-hmm. our therapists can't really pra- I guess they could practice overseas, but like we, they can't barrier. practice outside of Illinois. Well, the thing is, is we were getting traffic from Illinois, but the people where they were in that, like you said, that buying cycle, they weren't necessarily looking for therapy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, maybe not at all. They were just looking for help on TikTok. Now we did get people signing up for our newsletter, so that's a plus. But where they were in that buying cycle, um, not good. So what we did is we wrote a, another blog post: is how to explain counseling to kids. 
and that ranks really well. I think it still does. Uh, that's like our second highest traffic generator. Wow. Um, and so that people were in the buying cycle. Hey, someone might actually be interested in counseling at this point, and if mm-hmm. they have to explain it to their kids. Um, so that's that's a you know a tale of two blog posts, I guess. <laughs> and since we're talking about blog posts, that leads into the third point: is once you have your quality research done, now you can write local content because you want local customers. So what what is going on locally? And yes, you can do larger posts like how to explain counseling to kids and attract the local audience. But writing content for your local market, what is going on in your city, especially if you're focused on kids? I mean, gosh, so much kids and Zoom and all this online school. There's so much content, cell phones. and You got tons of content in that. Lots lots to talk about. Um, Yeah, I I think the keyword research would lead you into a good content plan. I think that's where that'll go, whether you do topic and then cluster it around the topic or if you just find your top 10 things and they're around two or three keywords and that's where you start writing to see what kind of traction you get with Google. And then you just kind of adjust and modify every couple months and just kind of see how things are going and then kind of refocus. Um, So there's different strategies around content, obviously. I think for local, you could probably generate 20 or 30 blog posts like maybe package it out and uh, with really good research, really good topics, and that would destroy your competition locally. Like within, it would just, because nobody's writing any content. So it's like yeah. an open. And if they do, it's just this kind of boring and general, nothing it's, interesting. It's a photo and one paragraph, or it's like a newsletter that nobody reads, or it's a, it's just pathetic to be honest, and uh, they need some therapy. <laughs> around their, around their, their, con- their content needs a little bit of therapy. We need some sessions. Me and the newsletter got to have a conversation. You know, hey, Mr. Newsletter, you're not, you know, I, this is depressing me, Mr. Newsletter. You're just not getting out there. Anyway, joking aside. So I have a question on local content. <clears throat> Excuse me. So a therapist, local, like what, where, I'm just curious what you would write. Um, because you want to, you want you know, content that people will want to share it, right? So that's mm-hmm. important with the content. Um, but like, I'm just curious because this is sort of the next level question: uh, why, why I'm having my clients do podcasts? Mm. I want them to do podcasts, interviewing uh, pediatricians, physicians. Um, mm. You know, one, it's just great networking. I mean, like what we're doing now, right? We're having yeah. a good conversation. This, this is gonna it's going to last like that's going to have that, the, that affects this uh, thing that we're doing. Um, and so, but also the backlinks. And so I, so I'm just curious, like podcast seems like a really easy way, but when it comes to written content, like, what do you, where do you start? What do you suggest? What do you see working around? You mean in terms of working in terms of uh, the rank, the ranking side of it, or just in figuring out what your customers. I think it's from the ideas. Like what are the oh, content I, yeah. ideas? Yeah. But there's I, like I, a, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say there's like a Venn diagram between like local SEO and then uh, content that seems to to work, you know, those. those gotcha. OK, you're talking kind of the relationship um, a few years ago with Google was that if you write content for your local market, you will automatically get on the three pack in a lot of cases. But it's been mixed bag with Google over the last five years. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. We've seen. Um, 70, 80% of the time it works. It helps get you onto the three pack as well, because let's be honest, you're probably the only authority writing content in the area, you know, 
unless you're up against right. a chain or some other you know company that does that's hired an SEO company. So first, I like where you're going with the. Do you like to do podcasts? Do you like to write blogs? Do you like to do videos? You have to choose which is your content that you're going to do and pick mm-hmm. one of them and do it consistently and do your best job. You don't have to try to do all of it. Google loves seeing blog posts though. But like with our clients, when we get them ranking, we pull back on the blog post. We don't have to do a weekly blog anymore. Mm-hmm. Some clients were doing two blogs a week for we maybe, pull. Or more in-depth blog. Yeah. It might be important. It might be one blog, but it's more pillar style. It's more like it's mm-hmm. a longer post. Um, so some else? other ideas, especially around collaborating. So I'm sure like with the podcast you shared is collaborating with other people that have your ideal clients. And when things were open and you could put on events, this is what I really liked. The strategy is local businesses partnering and putting on a little event. Like we have a client that yearly they give away $10,000 in turkeys and they live in a low income area. They have five location laundromat and it just started um, giving away these turkeys Mm -hmm. to their customers. Well, then the others in the shopping center wanted to get involved. Then the news got involved. And then we have a video crew out there so we can record videos and write blogs about it. So that's an event where you bring people together and it's really easy to create this piece of PR. So then people would contact like a year later, like even now, like people still watch the video and we didn't do anything this year. I think everyone kind of cut back a little bit this Mm -hmm. year um, Mm -hmm. and wasn't able to, give as much as they'd like to because they're trying to pay their employees. But that's like one thing is partnering, figuring out what is some kind of fun event. Um, I just did a blog post talking about how to make your employees have more fun and what are some things you can do on Zoom as like an event, like a magic show, happy hour. You do some kind of fun event where you're getting other people involved. Then you write about it um, on your blog. And as for therapists particularly um i i think i would start in terms of content with a therapist mm-hmm. or with any business i would start listing out the problems they solve mm-hmm. like what problems are they solving and then find out well what's their most profitable area of their business like if it, if it is kids like let's say kids is where you know it's three times the margins well then maybe they should start focusing on that one first Mm-hmm. And writing writing a topic cluster, or, you know, cluster of keywords or topics around that. Yeah, so understanding what's going on with the school system, are schools opening? Like, like what are mm. some things that locally that are going on? I try to keep it more positive versus the negative stuff because yeah. you can always watch the news and it's just too much. But if you can pay attention, to what are the positive things that are happening related to your medical practice and highlight those other businesses? in a blog or you bring them onto your podcast or you give Mm. them a shout out like on um, your Instagram stories like that can just drive more traffic to your website. Correct. That's a great, great way to do it. And, and, And this is the one thing, one of the things that I think clients miss because they're not in our industry is that they don't know what the difference is, uh, between a blog and a page on their website. Hmm. Like what is what what makes a blog a blog and what makes a page on your website a page on your website? It's a, sometimes it's confusing for local businesses. And what makes a blog a blog is one, uh, it can it can be relevant. That's a blog post, right? If it's relevant news, if it's an announcement, those are those can be blog posts. And blog posts, the way I determine it, um, is that 
if it's a subject that is a service, well, it shouldn't be necessarily on a blog post. You should consider that maybe it should be a page on your website. Mm-hmm. Like if you're writing about Equan's uh, service benefits, Equan therapy benefits, well, that is a service page that you would write that on their website to rank the page versus a blog post. The blog post could support it by saying, hey, um, how does this therapy uh, help with PTSD or autism mm-hmm. or depression? Um, you know, or what type of people can uh, benefit from this type of therapy? Um, so those are blogs that are related keywords to the service page because it supports the service page, linking, interlinking back and forth. And I think that is a better strategy, knowing when a, a blog should be a page on your website versus where it should be only a blog. Because you, don't, because you can't have a blog ranking for something that's high traffic to your business, but the reality is it's better if it lives on your website and that the blog supports the website. And then your blog needs to link to the right page that you're trying to promote or the free offer you're wanting to grow your email list with. Yeah, obviously. So it needs to all connect all together. Yes. For, for the new yes. people out there linking inside of your website, we know this, it's important to link internally because Google follows the links and they want to know that you're providing more in-depth related information as they're cruising your website. Got it. Wow. Is that just tip number two or did we go into tip number three? That was I think we're doing tip five or six. Seven maybe. Oh, seven point five. It's it's because these these subjects are all interlinked. Yeah, Yeah, tip number three was you have to produce really great local content. Yeah, and don't be scared. I would say don't be scared. Just do something. I mean, if you don't have a big budget, it's not hard to pick some decent keywords, at least your starter keywords I'd call them, and just write. And then get get a professional, obviously like us or yourself to make sure that those blog, uh, those articles are actually optimized and targeted to for your audience. Yeah, that's a good word. All right, quick break, sponsor break now. So before we go on, I want to remind the listener about a free resource you can take advantage of today. Look, most mental health professionals open a private practice to help more people and to make more money. The problem is they lack a clear marketing strategy. That's why I created the Private Practice Marketing Roadmap. It's a free video training series that will walk you through my three pillars of private practice marketing. If you need fresh ideas about marketing yourself as a clinician or your private practice, or you just need a marketing strategy, go to brandyourpractice.com slash roadmap. It's completely free and it will help you generate that pipeline of new clients that you want. You won't grow unless you have a plan. So go to brandyourpractice.com slash roadmap and sign up for the free course today and get started. All right. Is there anything else uh, regarding local SEO uh, that you want to share? It, maybe a bonus tip if you have it in your back yep, pocket I got before it. we close yep. out. <laughs> Definitely bonus tips. We, they got lots of those. <laughs> so this is the best bonus tip ever. The best bonus tip ever. Wow. There's there's quite a few. <laughs> but he, here's what I would say. Try and think of something easy. Okay, if it if if it's an F- DIY versus us doing it for you, do I? Yeah, DIY. DIY. Yeah. Sure. Mm. DIY. DIY. An easy one would be start posting on Google My Post. I mean, it's a it's low. It's it's very Google My Business. Google posts. My Business Post. It takes you. You could learn how to do it in probably fifteen minutes, and you it expires every seven days. But recently, Google's it's starting to show up on uh, longer, up to thirty days now. 
that's a quick way to get more visibility local and Google considers that like another link. Like it, they, you know, it's another part of the web that is local. That's something you can do yourself. Now, obviously agencies like ours and his, uh, you tend to put that into some of the packages as part of your, maybe your, uh, your offering. Mm -hmm. uh, we think they're valuable. Google thinks they're valuable. Uh, are they first, f first things you do? No, it's more like it should be part of your overall strategy and you can do it versus not something anyone could do. You just need a Google, my business business page, and then you can click on post and add a photo. You could talk about one of your services. You could put a URL link or have them yes. click to call your business. So it's really, yeah, it's really easy and it's fun to see how many people click on it and you're like, Oh, these, these posts are actually being shown. Cool. Now the, <laughs> yeah. now the non DIY tip don't ever do it yourself is try to build backlinks <laughs> by yourself. Oh, Let, never do backlinks. Trust me, whoever's listening, never do it. You will pay a steep price for your business trying to do it on your own. Um, the easiest way to do this is to hire Brent over here, um, an agency, <laughs> and he'll help you on how to build your local directory listings because a good strategy for part of your local visibility strategy is to have other directories that are prominent in Google's eyes, like Google My Business, Yelp, mm -hmm. Apple Maps. Uh, Facebook is a review site, but uh, think of a listing like anything where your name, address, and phone number uh, is living on the internet, on a profile somewhere, on an association page. Uh, even some random sites like yellowpages.com, these are really random, but I'm telling you, these provide these really good backlinks, but let a professional help you. If you try to do these on your own, you'll be paying 10 times that to a professional to fix the problem. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, I we should, like, just have a 10-part series on local SEO. Because <laughs> there's so much. I, you know, going back to Google My Business, this is what I tell my clients. People, they're like, you know, I need a Facebook page. I want to be doing more on Instagram. And to me, those those channels are dead. Like, to me, it's like, Unless you're willing to do ads on them, it's pay to play now. Yep. And if you, to me, it's like top of funnel, long game. Those people that are in those, like they may not ever buy. For me, I'm like the first. I I don't know if you should consider Google My Business social. It's kind of social esque because you're sharing pictures and and posts and those things. I yeah. say make that your number one social channel right now for a local business, for a local private practice. That is your social focus on that. I, yes, 100%. that's what I say. Because <laughs> you, you, uh, you could also, I just remembered another quick tip: the Q and A <laughs> section on Google. Oh yeah, you can actually you can actually answer you can actually ask the questions and answer them for your audience currently in Google's current format. Soon you might not be able to. <laughs> okay, yeah. I have to do that because that I mean the most common questions therapists are going to get is like, "Do you accept my insurance? Yep. Um, what are your rates?" Uh, right now is do you have availability? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so it's it's. Are you seeing patients in person or on Zoom online? That's right, that's right. So yeah, I make Google My Business your primary social, and then uh, link those product pages that you have on your website to the products on Google My Business or the services. I can't. Which one, is it? The products that get like it's. They get so much real estate on, on a Google search. I'll say, I'll yeah. share this one last thing. So I have one client. She is a partnership client. I love, she's crushing it. <laughs> she just wanted to do marriage counseling. I was like, mm. perfect. You're niche down. 
because the further you niche down, the wider you can go in Google My Business in local search. And I don't even do paid ads. I don't even do Google ads for her. Like her Google My Business is like 90% of the intakes that are coming in. It's wow. ridiculous. And then I start tracking the Google My Business more using the UTM links. Mm -hmm. I'm like, holy cow, Google My Business is a massive lead generator. So local businesses have to, have to focus on that. And the thing is, they don't. No, it's very rare. It's so rare. And it's just, it's just sitting there for you and then it's free. It's free. Until yeah. Google starts monetizing it, which they probably will shortly. They but probably will. Well, local ads are kind of starting it, right? They're starting to, you know, if you do the background check and the license check, you can get that famous green mark on the top. Mm, get that. Shortly. I want as many check marks as I can get. <laughs> yeah, green check mark, blue, whatever you can get. Get me more in front of more people. Yeah, that's why well, I, I, can concur, I concurrently agree with you 100% that if you only had one thing to do for your local business, uh, learn Google My Business page and just master that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, wow, thank you so much, Liz and Robert, for joining me today. What? Where can people go to find out more about you and your services? Yeah, they can go to, actually, we have a, a free offer for them. Hey. So it's the five hacks that will get you on page one of Google. We mm. talk about a few of them on today's podcast, but we go more into depth and with video showing you what to do step by step. So that you'll go to rebelfishlocal.com slash five hacks. That's five dash hacks the number five All right. and fish local.com five dash hacks. The number five, Got All it. Right, I'm writing this down. Yep. So it's the five hacks that will get you on page one of Google. Wow. Well, and that's important to get on page one of Google. That is the best real estate. <laughs> well, okay. We talked about getting those reviews in, doing some keyword research uh, for your webpage. So you make sure your, your pages are, have those, uh, important keywords on them because at the end of the day, how does Google know what your page is about? The mm -hmm. words that are on them. So having keywords and then having local content on your blog or something like that um, is really important. So thanks so much for joining me today. And uh, thanks for listening, dear listeners. If you found this conversation useful, subscribe to the podcast and please join me again for the next time for the Brand Your Practice podcast. <laughs>